Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2328 with a release date of Friday, June 10th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST, a big leap for Parachute Mobile. The BBC visits Marconi's original test site. And when is a QSL card more than that? All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2328 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Charleston, West Virginia, here's Jim Dameron, NATMW. We begin this week with breaking news. An Idaho amateur radio operator is facing a record fine of its kind from the Federal Communications Commission for what the agency said was deliberate interference with aircraft battling a 1,000-acre wildfire. The agency's notice of apparent liability issued June 8th called the proposed $34,000 fine the largest known for this charge of endangering public safety. The Johnson Fire raged last year near Elk River on National Forest land, where the U.S. Forest Service and the Idaho Department of Lands were trying to contain it. According to Radio World magazine, Jason Frawley, WA7CQ, told the FCC he was attempting to help the firefighters. The FCC statement, however, claims that the eight unauthorized transmissions were received on government frequencies from someone who identified himself as ComTech. The FCC said Frawley holds eight microwave licenses, one business radio license, and is the owner of a company called Leader Communications. According to the FCC, Frawley has said he was attempting to help by providing additional details to guide firefighters. The FCC said that the communication, however, still constituted interference and awaits Frawley's response before taking further action. Now here's an imaginative leap, literally. It isn't always easy for new ops to take that big leap into HF operations as a technician class operator in the U.S. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, tells us about one ham in Indiana who took that leap with them. Carlos Felix, KD9OLN, has spent 12 years as a skydiver in Indiana and three of those years as a skydiving ham on the air. He started jumping from a plane holding an HT, making two-meter activations, and progressed later to a small mobile rig with more power. This year, however, Carlos landed, or rather he leaped, into operating parachute mobile on 10 meters, specifically on 28.419 megahertz. He said his first attempt last month didn't work out because of a damaged feed line. Carlos more than made up for it on Friday, June 3rd, by jumping twice from 13,000 feet, calling CQ Parachute Mobile. Among those answering his call was someone taking a big leap of their own while keeping both feet on the ground. A technician class operator making a first-time contact on HF. Carlos said that's the whole point. He chose the 10-meter band to give technicians a taste of HF and encourage them to go forward to the next level. Many of his other HF jumps have used frequencies on 20 meters where technicians have no privileges. He said he couldn't do it without the support of the Toads and Ham Radio Clubhouse Discord groups, 
who helped coordinate and hold the frequency for him. It also helps that Carlos is a skydiving instructor and is qualified to teach tandem and accelerated free fall. Mainly, though, he is just a ham taking a leap of faith so that others will, too. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Carlos later told Newsline he logged a total of nine QSOs during the June 3rd jump. The farthest distance was in southeast Georgia, a contact with KN4MMA. Well done. Television viewers in the U.K. got a chance to experience the portable side of amateur radio thanks to a BBC program visiting the island where Marconi's first test occurred over water. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has those details. On Flat Home, an island in the U.K.'s Bristol Channel, a BBC camera team found an amateur radio operator busy with an afternoon of contacts. The choice of location is not insignificant. The island is the first site where Marconi conducted tests of wireless communication over bodies of water. Significant, too, was that the presenters of the popular BBC One TV show Countryfile, covering island life, should show a particular interest. The cameras watched as Ben Lloyd, GW4BML, made contact with other summits on the air operators, activating hills elsewhere in England, Scotland and Wales. Ben's contacts, however, may have had a wider reach than just across the amateur bands. This was a proud moment for SOTA to be in mainstream media. Ham Radio held the spotlight in a popular national TV programme broadcast on Sunday the 5th of June. The episode is available for on-demand viewing for the next 11 months on the BBC's iPlayer website. Unfortunately, while Mr Marconi's later test succeeded in crossing the ocean, this programme cannot. Programmes on the BBC iPlayer are only capable of being seen by viewers in the UK. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. As memories of Hamvention are being discussed on the bands, the next International Radio Hamfest is approaching quickly. And Ham Radio in Friedrichshafen is ready to open from June 24th to the 26th. Our own AR Newsline correspondent in Germany will be attending, and let's hand it over to him. Ed, DD5LP, describe what's in the just-released program. Ham Radio Friedrichshafen returns after two years away and takes a similar theme to Hamvention, a reunion with friends. The programme shows that all of the attractions that are looked forward to by attendees to this largest amateur radio event in Europe are there again. The manufacturers and dealers, large and small, the mystery of what you might find at the flea market and presentations on Ham Radio topics old and new. You can even sit your radio exam, whether German or US, or go and sit with the national regulators staff who are always willing to to explain regulations and processes. On the weather, it looks like three sunny 30 degree centigrade days will come along as usual. However, even if it rains, it doesn't matter, as everything is indoors, using just a few of the many Zeppelin-sized halls in this premier commercial expo centre. But if you want to go outside... Why not take part in the Fox Oaring ARDF contest or indeed the Arrival and Departure Radio contest? For me, I may just relax in the beer garden with good food and a beer or non-alcoholic drink after going around the halls. Too late to get everything arranged to come to Germany in two weeks' time? Well, put next year's dates in your calendar and plan to make that special radio trip in 2023 and be in Friedrichshafen for ham radio between June 23rd and 25th of next year. For full details 
of this important event, check the website at the address given in this week's script at arnewsline.org. 73, and hope to see some of you at Friedrichshaf in a couple of weeks. This has been Ed, DD5LP, for Amateur Radio Newsline. Congratulations to the radio amateur from Vancouver, British Columbia, who was chosen by Radio Amateurs of Canada to receive the 2021 Amateur of the Year Award. Cell Imby, KB3TZD, tells us about him. Consistent hard work, contributions, and selfless efforts have won top honors for Hiroshi Takahashi, VA7LET, who has become the RAC's Amateur of the Year for 2021. According to RAC's website, Hiroshi has been consistently active with the Vancouver Emergency Community Telecommunications Organization, or VECTOR, an emergency preparedness program that supports the city's emergency management agency. Over the years, he has coordinated its basic amateur certification course, its civic service operations, and its annual exercises. From 2014 to 2019, he served as VECTOR's vice president. Hiroshi has also sponsored and operated VE7RVU, a local repeater on 440 MHz, and assists with VE7RVZ, a local 2-meter repeater. The RAC also cited achievements that included Hiroshi's role in founding the Lower Mainland Radio Room Society, filling Vancouver's need for an amateur radio club that nurtures new operators and educates the public about ham radio. The search is on now for the award recipient for 2022. Nomination deadline is September 30th. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cell MB, KB3, TZD. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the KFEFZ repeater on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. local time in Idaho Falls, Idaho. A welcome infusion of grant money is going to make all the difference in the world for one Texas group of amateurs involved in emergency response. Skeeter Nash, N5ASH, tells us about their plans. New radios, antennas, and related communication equipment are in the future for a Texas emergency response team with the help of $11,349 in Community Development Partnership Funds. The hams who volunteer with the Lee County Amateur Radio Emergency Services have operated since 2019, serving as backup communications for the county during disasters. The Amateur Radio Group will add $3,500 of its own funds with the goal of expanding the size of the area it serves and enhancing its operating resiliency. According to a report on the KWHI News website, the grant was among 36 provided through the partnership funds, which are designed to help such nonprofit service organizations as fire departments and emergency responders. The grant is courtesy of the Lower Colorado River Authority and Blue Bonnet Electric Cooperative. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. An AMSAT conference will be held this month in Japan, but it's being held virtually. Of course, you are all invited. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells us how to attend. Anyone who wants to attend the annual symposium of JAMSAT, the AMSAT Organization of Japan, is welcome to attend simply by logging onto Zoom. A full program of speakers is planned, along with a social gathering and a virtual banquet, which will make for a busy day on June 25. Jamsat Station, JS1YAQ, is scheduled to be on the air while the symposium is in session. 
To participate, send an email to ja3nas at gmail.com and include your name, call sign and the best email address to reach you at. You can find a link to the symposium program in the text version of this week's Newsline script on arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. What ham doesn't want a good excuse to get on the air? Maybe even out in the open air. What ham doesn't want to show there is a purpose for firing up that rig? For three days, Friday, June 10th, Saturday, June 11th, and Sunday, June 12th, you'll have that opportunity. It's the 100 Watts and a Wire Tune-Up. Organized by the popular podcast, the outdoor operating event will begin at 0 UTC Friday and wrap up on Sunday at 2359 UTC. The exchange will be your call sign, your 100 Watts and a Wire ID if you have one, the state you reside in, and a true signal report. If you're operating CW, be sure to send CQTU so others will recognize you. A new net has been launched to accommodate night owls here in the United States and others around the world at whatever time of day it happens to be. Stephen Kinford, N8WB, has those details. The Silver Creek Amateur Radio Association in Ohio has issued an invitation to hams around the world, inviting them to check into the group's new beacon net. The net launched on Sunday, June 5th at 10 p.m. local time and is held each week on Sundays and Wednesdays at that hour and Fridays at 9.30 p.m. local time. Although the net can be heard on the local W8WKY repeater, check-ins also take place on the club's all-star hub node number 48496 and their echo link w8wky R channel. The net plans to add more repeaters and all-star hubs later. HF operators get a chance at their own version of the beacon net on Friday starting at 9.30 p.m. local time. The frequency is 3.834 megahertz, plus or minus, depending on conditions. For Amateur Radio Newsline and Silver Creek Amateur Radio Association, I'm Stephen Kinford, N8WB. Following two years of gathering virtually, organizers of a conference in Weinheim, Germany, are preparing for an in-person event. Ed Durant, DD5LP, brings us that story. Organizers of the Weinheim VHF conference are looking for assistance from hams worldwide as they put together their next event to be held in September. This in-person event follows two years of virtual conferences in response to the pandemic. Presenters are needed on a variety of topics, not just related to VHF, in keeping with the event's broad focus on amateur radio, computer applications, SDR, hamnet, digital processors and microcontrollers. The conference has been held since 1956, attracting amateurs throughout Europe to share ideas and skills. Interested presenters are asked to send a 300-word abstract no later than July 19th. Scripts for the lectures will be due no later than August 9th. The conference is to be held from September 9th to the 11th at the Dietrich Bonhoeffer School in Weinheim, Germany. See the text version of this week's newscast for the full email address where conference submissions may be sent. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. In the world of DX, listen for Makota JI5RPT on the air from Ogawasara as JD1BLY from June 11th through the 14th. He'll be on 40 through 6 meters using CWSSB and the digital modes. QSL to his home call. 
Be listening for Z21RU, the Russian de-expedition team, on the air from Zimbabwe, June 17 through the 29th. Operators will be on all HF bands as well as 50 megahertz and will be using the QO100 satellite. See QRZ.com for a link to the team's website for additional details. Special event station 4JF1EU is active in Azerbaijan until the 15th of June. The operator is Alexander Frolov, 4J3DJ, who's on the air to mark the Formula One Grand Prix of Azerbaijan and Baku. That race is taking place from June 10th through the 12th. QSL to Alexander's home call, 4J3DJ. When is a QSL card not just a QSL card? When it's a thank you card for something so basic and so right that it is at the very heart of our hobby. Mike Askins, KE5CXP, has our final story for this week. Licensed since 1972, Dayton Martin WB4JWD has been around the bands long enough to have a collection of stories, memorable contacts, and QSL cards especially for all his CW contacts. One of the most recent envelopes to arrive in his mailbox in Alabama, however, was filled with promise, too. He shared the story recently in a Facebook post, writing, quote, It came from an old ham who was licensed in 1957, but had been a CW listener while in Vietnam. I gathered that he had once had a big station. He spoke of big towers in the past. What he was thanking me for was patiently trying to pull out its weak signal on 30 meters, end quote. At 81, Dayton said his hearing isn't what it once was, and the ham, a military veteran he identified as John K3BSY, was operating barefoot near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with an Elecraft K3 and a mobile whip. Dayton and his cootie key got the job done, and both men logged their contact. Dayton told Newsline, quote, John complimented me on my skills on copying him. He did say some would shun him because it was a weak signal. Unquote. Perhaps some, but not Dayton. Realizing that working everyone is the privilege and spirit of being a ham. He'll be sending a QSL card in return and keeping John's as a reminder, quote, to not shun the weak signals, nor even the ones whose code is not the best because you just never know. End quote. Oh, and he'll be listening again on 30 meters for his fellow CW enthusiast. Listening carefully. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Mike Askins, KE5CXP. With thanks to the ARRL, Carlos Felix, KD9OLN, CQ Magazine, David BR, K7DB, Dayton Martin, WB4JWD, Essex Ham, Jamsat, DXWorld.net, KWHI News, Ohio Pen DX, QRZ.com, Radio Amateurs of Canada, the Radio Society of Great Britain, Silver Creek Amateur Radio Association, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, the Weinheim VHF Conference, the Wireless Institute of Australia, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all.
For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW in Charleston, West Virginia, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022, all rights reserved.